most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Fantasy Flex Pro Bowl podcast presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude, Sean Kerner. And today we're going to break down the Pro Bowl DFS slate. Sean, what's going on? Uh, what did you think of that uh, champ- conference championship week? Oh, so good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this, this Bengals Rams Super Bowl. Um, uh, hopefully we'll be there next week. Maybe we'll, we'll attend a couple of press conferences or something, but so excited for it to be here in LA. Love the matchup. Um, and you know, I love that, you know, we have this Super Bowl coming up and yet we're going to be breaking down this pro bowl today. The, the degen bowl as I like to call it, but uh, yeah, looking forward to, you know, watching some pro bowl action this weekend too. Absolutely. Yeah. If anyone's <laughs> in, uh, in LA coming to LA for the Super Bowl. Uh, hit us up. We'll both be out, out and about for uh, Super Bowl week. But uh, yeah, let's jump into the Pro Bowl DFS slate. And I think the way we're going to do this, um, it, it's a showdown slate and there are different prices. So um, DraftKings does have kind of a sliding scale of prices. So we can kind of talk about these uh, position by position uh, and kind of share some general Pro Bowl insights that we've kind of noticed uh, over the years. Of course, it's there's, you know, the best piece of advice I think is just be creative. Like it's the pro bowl. <laughs> I don't think any, you know, we're dealing with a, a very small sample size. So uh, don't take you it know. too seriously. Right. Have some fun with it, but still win. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. Winning <laughs> is the name of the game, but still, uh, you got, you got to have fun creating these lineups. That's for sure. So let's start quarterback. And uh, I guess the way I'll start this is prize picks has passing yardage props up for each quarterback. Uh, so in order, Justin Herbert, 115 and a half. Kyler Murray, 110 and a half. Kirk Cousins, 84 and a half. Mac Jones, 82 and a half. Patrick Mahomes, 67 and a half. Russell Wilson, 67 and a half. So any thoughts on this just before we kind of look at the pricing? Um, you know, I, I guess it's Herbert first Pro Bowl for him. Is, is, is that why you think he's the highest? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think he deserves to have the highest projection. Um, I mean, just think of Justin Herbert. Uh, getting the throw to Deontay Johnson, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Hunter Renfro. You know, he has Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. So I think Justin Herbert um, all the way for me. And the the thing that struck out the most to me was Mahomes and Wilson only having a passing prop of 67 yards around that range. And that makes sense because, you know, Mahomes just lost. It looks like a lot of the players that lost in the conference round um, have lower player props. And that makes sense. They're probably going to be a little bit more limited than these other guys. And Russell Wilson, he's been here, what, eight times now? So he probably doesn't need to prove himself. You've made a point in past Pro Bowl shows that, you know, guys that are showing up for the first time uh, want to impress. Those are the guys that we kind of want to target. So Russell Wilson does make sense as, as being sort of like a lower option here. So I think Mahomes and Wilson might be two quarterbacks I'm fading. Um, so I'm in agreement with those those player props. With also, you know, with Herbert being the, the top QB in my model. 
Yeah, so he's at the top of the pricing in terms of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, but Mah- at 9,200 on, on DraftKings. And then Mahomes is second. So I think Mahomes is, is an absolute fade. Kyler's third yeah. at 8,200. Uh, and then Kirk Cousins is, is 6,800. It's pretty affordable. Mac Jones at 6,200. I think those two guys uh, are pretty viable uh, in that range just because, uh, you know, they could see, you know, Kyra has a, a one of the only other the only other quarterback outside of Herbert uh, over a hundred. And then, um, you know, cousins and Mac Jones in that, in that 80 uh, ish range in terms of their prop, I think those guys could easily, you know, things break, right. End up playing maybe the most uh, of any quarterback in their respective uh, conference as well. So I think those are, that's kind of the sweet spot for me. Yeah. What do you think about Kyler? Cause he is enticing. He's one uh, K cheaper than Justin Herbert. Um, but you know, he's, he's a guy that leans on his rushing ability for, for fancy production. So when it comes to the pro bowl, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to run a bit less. Do you have rushing projections for him? Because, um, I, I only have like two rush attempts for about 10 yards. Um, so he, he's probably not as high a ceiling play as usual, but I, I still like him at that price. What, what do you think about Kyler? Yeah, I, I think he's just going to throw it. I think he's yeah. going to launch the ball. I mean, look at his yardage prop. Like, I think he's just going to launch the ball all around the field. Uh, you know, we kind of saw this in the you know the last Pro Bowl. You had Lamar Jackson. He had 185 yep. yards, two touchdowns through the air uh, on 23 attempts. He ran twice for six yards. So uh, I think it's kind of similar to that. And then on the, you know, Russell Wilson didn't attempt a, 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 a rush at all in that game. Deshaun Watson in, in, in that same game did not attempt a rush. So you had quarterbacks that run the ball that didn't rush. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, they, and these guys have, you know, Kyle Murray, as we've seen, has the arm strength to throw it down the field. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think I think he's a great stacking you know, option with, you know, you just go with all those NFC receivers, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, but let's talk about the running backs, because these are these are the guys who there aren't really any rushing props uh, posted for them. And that's because at the last Pro Bowl, the NFC, Dalvin Cook, three carries, 17 yards, Ezekiel Elliott, one carry, four yards. That was it. For the NFC, they had four carries the whole game for 21 yards. The AFC, Mark Ingram, five for 31. Chubb, four for 23. Henry, four for 17. Uh, that was it for the running backs. The AFC did have 20 carries, but seven of them were quarterbacks and a bunch of them were Tannehill. Looks like kneel downs. He had minus six. So I'm, I don't remember exactly how that happened, but I'm guessing it was like kneel downs or something. So, yeah, there, there's not really much to speak of. I guess guys aren't trying to you know run in the – into the line and, you know, bodies falling all over and getting hit between the tackles. So uh, the interesting thing I want to ask you is there's these charity incentives now. And and one of them is, you know, you get 10 grand to your charity of choice if you're the leading rusher in the game. But also if a team rushes for a hundred yards, they get uh, 2,500 per offensive lineman. So I don't know if that means starting, which is like, that would be 12.5 or that means total, which would be, I guess, 25 grand uh, because there's, there was a reserve for each spot too. So um, do you think that's going to incentivize more rushing attempts in this Pro Bowl? Yeah, I, I think it could. And before you sent me that information, I, I had each running back, you know, around three and a half rush attempts. But after seeing that, I, I projected, you know, like Jonathan Taylor on six carries, Alvin Kamara on five and a half. Um, and the team totals is right around 100 yards. Uh, 100 rushing yards by doing that. So I think it, it is going to be close enough to say that, yeah, it probably will entice them, especially late in the game if they're close. Absolutely, uh, they would try to go over that. So I'm 
I've bumped up my rushing, you know, projections a little bit based on the previous years. Like you said, um, you know, the NFC barely ran it uh, a couple of years ago. So I think it, it, it is a nice way to kind of incentivize these teams to run a little bit more. Um, so I've balanced things out a little bit and that goes, you know, that comes away from the passing yards too. I'm, I'm having each team average around 280 passing yards, which it, it, that's what it looks like. Prize picks is kind of doing as well. So I think it's, it's going to be a little bit more balanced than years past. Yeah. Cause the last pro bowl, I mean, 361 passing yards for the NFC, 381 yeah. for the AFC. So that was, you know, if things keep going in that direction, um, you know, that everybody would just be over. Uh, but yeah, I kind of noticed that they, they might be trying to incentive. I don't know why they would though. Why, why they would be trying to incentivize more running. I mean, it just seems like a recipe for disaster, but uh, who knows? But okay. So we got these backs in the NFC cook, Connor, Kamara, uh, and then Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, who do you like out of those guys? Uh, honestly, none of them. I think the way to spend your money is still receiver and tight end. Um, it's just so tricky to project these running backs. Um, maybe if anything, Nick Chubb at 5K um, would make sense um, or, or James Conner a bit cheaper. Uh, but also, you know, we've talked about in years past, these fullbacks, the Kyle use checks of the world, they do get uh, opportunities in, in these games. So it would not surprise me if you check gets one or two receptions here. Maybe they give him, you know, a sympathy rush attempt or something. But at $1,000, you can get really creative with your lineup. And, you know, he still might get you a few points. So I think um, if you're going to spend down a guy like Kyle Juszczyk, uh, certainly makes sense on a site like this. Like you said, you kind of have to get creative for the Pro Bowl. Um, so, you know, at at running back, how, how creative do you have, would you have to be to take a fullback? But uh, in years past, we've done this successfully. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like the fullbacks are like my favorite plays at running back. Like not even just like, Oh, maybe they got, uh, they'll get a rush attempt. Like look a couple years ago in the last one, it wasn't yeah. as prevalent, but if you go two years back, so the 2019 pro bowl uh, for the 2018 season, you had Anthony Sherman was the fullback for the AFC. He had four carries for 11 yards and a touchdown and then three catches for 92 yards. So he had seven touches for 103 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, you just never know. And then on the other side, you had use check. He had, uh, he did get a carry in that game. So he didn't really do much, but you know, the point is fullbacks in that game combined for 12 touches for 103 yards and a touchdown. (laughs) Uh, I think that's worth it, especially when like the running backs are so kind of like, they don't usually see as much usage anyway. So um, you know, maybe they just want to kind of showcase Kyle Juszczyk or, or give yes. uh, Ricard. I know he's he's like on the IR, but somehow <laughs> not because yeah, <laughs> that doesn't matter for the Pro Bowl. I, so. I guess he's playing. And to be fair, the, the 2019 one, I remember we were saying the same thing, play fullbacks. And we were recommending Juszczyk. I don't think we mentioned Anthony Sherman. So um, just goes to show, you know, it doesn't hurt to play their fullback. I guess Patrick Ricard is in play because of that. But like you said, he's he's been on IR for quite some time, but it does look like he's playing. Uh, but if I had to choose between the two for this game, it would definitely be Juszczyk. Yeah, so the Pro Bowl before that now, we go three years, oh, three yes. Pro Bowls back. Kyle Juszczyk had five touches there for 32 yards. Uh, and then on the other side, Roosevelt Knicks had a couple of carries for four yards. I can't believe Roosevelt Knicks made a Pro Bowl. Gotta love it. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> the point is, 
with the, as little as these running backs have done and, and intend to do in the Pro Bowl, especially if they don't, you know, get a catch or something, it it, it doesn't really hurt to to roster some of these fullbacks. Uh, I don't think the projection should differ that much because it's not like a normal game where you're trying to like run it in with the running back or, you know, things like that, you know, establish the run if you're ahead. Everyone's just kind of doing what they want to do. So uh, Jonathan Taylor at uh, 9,800. Are you you fading with that? Yes. (laughs) That has to be the worst value on the slate. And as I say that, watch him go for like, he's going to score touchdown (laughs) the first drive. Absolutely. But we just can't recommend that you play him at that price. Yeah, I mean the way. I mean again, just look at the numbers for running backs, and it's kind of been like that. You know, guys get you know two, three, four, five, six carries tops. You know, yep. and it's just and a lot. There really hasn't been many rushing touchdowns, and when they have come, a lot of them have come from like guys like an Anthony Sherman. So, um, yeah, I think Taylor has to be a fade. Go go with the receivers. Just try to get the stacks with the quarterbacks, yeah. and then you know play somebody weird. Um, but yeah, I, the fullbacks for me just. You combine roster ship percentage uh, and you combine yes. the price. All right, let's go to receiver. And we have props for these up at prize picks. Justin Jefferson leads the way at 50 and a half. Stefan Diggs, 44 and a half. Uh, Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb at 40 and a half. Deontay Johnson and Hunter Renfro at 36 and a half. Mike Evans, 34 and a half. Debo Samuel uh, at 33 and a half. Uh, what do you think of those? Yeah, I, I like them all. I think Deontay Johnson um, at 5,800 probably stands out the most. Right now, he leads my projections. Um, I just think this is a game where someone like him could certainly go off. This is going to be a QB upgrade for him. You know, he's had Big Ben throwing it to him all season yeah. long. So he's going to have probably the biggest QB bump of the entire field. So I love Deontay Johnson. Um, Stefan Diggs, Hunter Renfro are also sub 5K. So they're, you know, they're must plays at that price. I think of the top guys, I think Justin Jefferson at 8K probably makes the most sense because you you have to figure when Kirk Cousins is in the game, you know, they they already have chemistry. So I could see Cousins taking a couple deep shots to Jefferson. Certainly has, you know, one of the higher ceilings of the field. And if we're saving so much money playing guys like Kyle Juszczyk, we have to spend up somewhere. Uh, so I think Justin Jefferson uh, probably makes the most sense. And Debo, you know, he's 8,600. He just came off of, you know, a brutal loss in the conference championship game. He gave it all. He probably, you know, if if there's any receiver that could be limited here, it might be Debo. Um, so I think Justin Jefferson is probably the best, uh, you know, higher end guy here. Yeah, Debo. I mean, it would be interesting because he could get that like dual usage. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it just seems like coming off that that loss, like it, Jefferson. You know, he was what 14 yards away from from a franchise record, and they didn't let him get it. And like, he probably <laughs> wants to show out here. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't get to go to the Pro Bowl in his rookie year because there was none. So this is like his his real coming out party. Um, yeah. Debo's already been to a Super Bowl, so it's you know it's a little different, I think, in terms of who wants to show what here. Uh, so I like that one. Uh, I love Renfro. You know, I think Renfro's another guy that you know they might just start throwing him like deep bombs because it's like it's not a real <laughs> game. Like, he might get targets that he doesn't usually get, and he can break anybody. He can break anybody's ankles. So I, I think I think Renfro's a great uh, price. But the guys I really want to talk about are. The special teams guys, because just like the fullbacks, the special teams guys, a lot of times could be the the key to unlocking the slate. Uh, so we have Devin Duvernay uh, in the AFC, and then Jakeem Grant in the NFC. Another guy who he like ended the year on IR, but apparently he's practicing and is going to play in this uh, game. So 
Uh, I really like those two guys. I think those are another great way to differentiate lineups, uh, probably even better than, than fullbacks because, you know, I think you mentioned it. We've seen Andre Roberts catch. Yeah. Last, last Pro Bowl, Andre, Andre yep. Roberts caught a touchdown and he wasn't <laughs> even a, elected as a wide receiver. He caught yeah. two balls for 30 and a touch. Uh, and, you know, Duvernay and Grant, especially Grant. I really like Grant. He's like explosive. We saw him have that big game. I think it was in primetime earlier this year. So um, I think he could get a couple looks and, and maybe get a deep shot. Yeah. And, you know, both uh, Duvernay and Grant um, have seen their fair share of rush attempts also. So if these teams are trying to get this 100 yard bonus, you know, they don't need to lean on Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor. They can get, you know, cheap rushing yards from these guys as well. So they, they do have some purpose in this game. Like you said, Andre Roberts. Um, has just been a, you know, pure special teams guy. And he got two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown last year. Jakeem Grant and Devin Duvernay are, you know, pretty legit back-end wide receivers. So it would not surprise me to see either one of these guys get a couple of catches. And they're extremely cheap. So, again, if you just want to get creative and, you know, try to catch the field off guard, these are definitely, uh, you know, some GPP flyers for sure. Yeah, and I think the thing is to remember, too, like, you don't have to – spend anywhere near the entire right. cap. Like that's, that's kind of out of the question. I mean, we don't think Matthew Slater's getting anything though. We, we think nah. Matthew Slater, maybe no, five just, catches for 80 yards and a touchdown confirmed though. But now he usually, he's usually in these, right. And uh, I haven't seen him show up in the box score. Yeah. Um, he usually doesn't, but uh, I mean, does. I wouldn't put it past anyone. Like if I was <laughs> making 150 lineups or whatever the max is, yeah, uh, I, I would have to have like five or ten. Five <laughs> or ten. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because that—that's the you're winning yeah. the slate if he hits. No, oh, essentially, absolutely, and that's the name of the game. You're right. You're right. <laughs> five or ten for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I'm making ten, maybe maybe I have one. Is what I'm saying. Like it's you know. I, I mean, I think it's not out of the question. The uh, because you know never know when he's gonna like retire either. He's getting older, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. No, after Anthony Sherman's five catch for <laughs> right. Anything can happen. Any one of these players that are in the player pool can win the slate. That's very true. Uh, all right, tight ends. And this is uh, this is interesting. We have Mark Andrews. Uh, I believe he had a big game in the last Pro Bowl. Oh, let's mm-hmm. see. What? It, yeah, Mark Andrews yeah. had nine for 73 and one. Uh, led, tied for the lead with 10 targets in that last Pro Bowl. 38-33 AFC win. Uh, so he's got the top prize picks. Receiving yardage prop at 44 and a half. Kyle Pitts is second at 38 and a half. Uh, then George Kittle and Travis Kelsey at 31 and a half and 30 and a half, respectively. Uh, I, I almost thought Kyle Pitts would get the highest. Uh, but uh, what do you think? Of and- you think Andrews is going to play a little, well, a lot more than Kelsey here? Like, how do you think they're going to split these snaps? Yeah, I think that's, that's the case for, you know, guys like Debo, um, Tyreek. I think Kelsey, they could be a little bit limited here because they, you know, they just lost last week. Um, so, and you know, the price picks props are sort of reflecting that. And I agree. So I think Andrews is going to see a bump in playing time as a result. So he's my top tight end in the slate. He's, he's priced appropriately at six K. Um, but you know, Kyle Pitts at mm-hmm. 3,200, uh, I'm kind of worried his roster ship is going to be over 90% because it should be. Um, but I, I don't know how you couldn't play him. It, so if you're setting 150 lineups, I don't know how you wouldn't have him in like 140 of them. Uh, he's just too good of a play. He, he checks almost every box. Um, you know, George. Oh, yeah. George Kittle will probably be a little limited yeah. as well. And Kyle Pitts can line up as receiver. This is a perfect game to kind of show him off. Um, so Kyle Pitts is by far my favorite play on the slate. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think he's, you know, he's been resting up. I know he was like gimpy yeah. at the end of the year with the hammy, but yeah. uh, just a just a great, uh, great spot for Pitt. And I don't think his roster ship will be super high because there's just so many choices, you know, for everyone to kind of go with that. I don't think any one player is going to be uh, that ridiculously uh, highly rostered. If anything, it might be one of the more expensive guys because uh, people are going to need a way to kind of fill out that salary cap. <laughs> I, I think people are going to be hesitant True. to leave like half the cap on the table. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, uh, since, you know, this is a showdown site, I would not be surprised if like I end up playing, you know, three tight ends in um, a lineup because you know, tight ends, uh, we didn't talk about the rules, but I think you have to have a tight end on the field every mm-hmm. play, right? There's only two tight ends. So when it comes to the, you know, my routes run projections, um, these tight ends are probably going to see, you know, higher usage than even the top receivers. So I just think the way they did the pricing and the way that the slates kind of laid out, um, I think just having multiple tight ends is probably, a, you know, the winning strategy as well. What about... uh as far as the defenses and the mm-hmm. kicker is probably not going to get many opportunities. Um, but the defenses are interesting because I'm looking at the, the pro bowl uh, box score from the last one and the AFC threw three picks and got sacked twice. And then the NFC threw two picks and got sacked three times. And then the time before that, the NFC threw three picks and got sacked seven times. So, like, there is the potential for, like, some type of defensive score here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I haven't seen any opening odds yet, but the, the one thing I saw, the, the total was, like, 45 and a half. Um, I, I don't know if that's real or not, but, you know, there could be more running. It could be a lower scoring. Um, so, I, I think defenses are sort of in play because if, if, you know, all the, the scoring kind of goes down, um, that's only going to help the defense because they obviously – they don't have – that high of a ceiling, but neither does any other player. So I think defenses for this specific slate are definitely in play. Cause like you said, they still get sacks, even though they, they can't blitz. I don't think um, they're still going to get interceptions because they're checking it deep. So I think, yeah, the, the defenses are certainly in play here. Defenses, uh, return men and fullbacks. There we go. Yeah. That's <laughs> maybe, maybe not all in the same lineup, but sprinkled throughout, you know, yeah. Like one, one per lineup, kind of like one that's your differentiator. Lineup. Like, yes. that, you know, you go with your five stacked guys, you know, maybe quarterback and two receivers from the AFC another quarterback receiver from the NFC or vice versa. And then you just kind of throw in that, you know, that, that differentiator. Uh, Are there any specific spot. like QB to pass catcher stacks you're thinking about? I like cousins Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just kind of the obvious one. Cause those guys have the chemistry. Um, Let's see. What about like Mahomes with either Tyreek or Kelsey? Yeah, I think Tyreek. I think Tyreek yeah. makes sense because he could just kind of jog, like sprint past everyone, and Mahomes could just throw him like an eighty-yard bomb, and and then Mahomes could like leave the game. So it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. What about you? Well, I I kind of want to see Justin Herbert arrowing out to Tyreek Hill. How cool would that be? But yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I think Cousins and Jefferson is probably my favorite stack because I think Cousins will get significant playing time here. Um, like I said, Russell Wilson's been here eight times. Kirk Cousins, this is Kirk Cousins' third Pro Bowl, but he's never been actually voted in. He's always been an alternate. So maybe he has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he balled out last time. He had like, um, let me see, it was like 181 yards last time. So yeah, I think the Cousins-Jefferson stack is probably my favorite. But yeah, sneaky stacks like Mahomes and Tyreek and Kelsey make sense. But other than that, I, I don't really know 
which other QBs have a connection with some of these guys. Um, but yeah, the good thing is, you know, these white, it's not like preseason where the receivers are going to play in certain parts. Like most receivers are going to play, I think about 70% of the game. Um, so the, these stacks will kind of fall naturally, but yeah, I just think cousins Jefferson is the top one. I like Herbert Deontay Johnson because I think, Interesting. like you said, Deontay is finally going to get a quarterback <laughs> that can throw it down the field with like power and accuracy. Yes. And you know, like that's, and, and like D- Johnson's been open. If you watch him, like he, he gets open down the field. So I, I think that's going to be kind of, like you said, or, or something like that's a bump up. Whereas every other guy, you know, he's kind of had that, you know, that stud quarterback already. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe not Devo Samuel, but we don't know how much he's going to play. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Herbert to Deontay, uh, could be like, yes. uh, I could see them going for like multiple touchdowns. Love it. Next up here on the fantasy flex is a segment we call elite entries where Sean and I dive into the prize picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, what's your first prize picks elite entry for the pro bowl? So my first pro bowl entry is Jonathan Taylor under 12 and a half receiving yards. I mean, you could think of this as under one and a half receptions. Um, and looking at the past two Pro Bowls, um, each team has had one running back clear one and a half receptions each game. Um, so with three running backs, think of every running back sort of having a 33% chance of going over this. I don't think Taylor is the favorite here. Um, I, I think they're going to lean on him and his rushing ability. We, you know, we're going to talk about the incentives that they have for charity to go over 100 rushing yards. So I think Taylor's going to be, um, you know, seeing about five to six carries, maybe one reception. If there was a back on the AFC that would go over this, it'd be Najee Harris. Um, so I just love the value we're getting on Jonathan Taylor under 12 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, every uh, offensive lineman gets to donate twenty five hundred to the charity of their choice if a uh, if their team goes over one hundred rushing yards, which would be notable because it hasn't happened as of late uh, in these Pro Bowls. Uh, for my first prize picks elite entry for the Pro Bowl, I'm going Kyle Pitts over thirty eight and a half receiving yards. Uh, this just checks all the boxes for me. There's only two tight ends; one has to be on the field at all times. George Kittle just you know, played an entire postseason, played last week. Uh, that's the only other guy for the NFC. And then you have Pitts, who's been chilling at home, resting up. He's a rookie. He's going to want to, you know, show out and prove himself. Uh, so love Kyle Pitts over 38 and a half receiving yards. And you can you can play him at wide receiver. He might get a few extra snaps uh, even when Kittle is in the game. All right, Sean, where are you going with your second prize picks elite entry for the Pro Bowl? I'm going with C.D. Lamb under three and a half receptions. So again, looking at the past two Pro Bowls, um, only six of 16 wide receivers have cleared this. Um, And that's with an average of about 300 passing yards um, from each team the past two Pro Bowls. And I think with the added incentives, you know, for rushing yards, we're going to see less passing yards. So I'm projecting both teams uh, closer to 280. So it's going to be even less likely that C.D. Lamb can clear this. And then you just have to consider on the NFC side, He's he's competing for targets with Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, George Kittle, and Kyle Pitts, who, like you said, could be playing wide receivers. So I just think there's too much target competition for not enough yards to project them for over this. So love D.D. Lamb under three and a half receptions. 
for my second prize pick the lead entry for the Pro Bowl. I'm going Deontay Johnson over 36 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think he's another player that's going to really want to show people what he's about. You know, he's been kind of strapped with bad quarterback play and Ben Roethlisberger. His average depth of target has been under 10 each year of his career. Uh, but we've seen him get open deep down the field and, and get a lot of separation. So I think in a game like this with quarterback like, you know, Justin Herbert and, and guys like that, you're going to see Johnson get open down the field. And I think he'll catch a couple of bombs. I mean, you could get this on one catch with Deontay Johnson. So love over 36 and a half receiving yards for Deontay. That is our prize picks lead entry for the Pro Bowl. To recap, Sean's going with Jonathan Taylor under 12 and a half receiving yards and CeeDee Lamb under three and a half receptions. And I'm going Kyle Pitts over 38 and a half receiving yards and Deontay Johnson over 36 and a half receiving yards. As a reminder, prize pick markets do move. So you want to get on it quickly in order to lock in the best number. If you haven't created a prize picks account yet, check the link in our episode description and they'll match your first deposit up to $100 or visit prizepicks.com and use the promo code ACTION10. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-1-0. Okay, now back to the show. All right, uh, that's going to do it for our props episode. Be sure to tune into the channel. We'll be back with all the Super Bowl coverage next week. We'll have our main slate episode uh, at the usual time, and then we will do uh, a props episode as well. Uh, Of course, you can also check out the Action Network podcast channel. We'll have a, a bigger and even huger props episode on that. Uh, as well as uh, Stucky and I breaking down the game from all aspects uh, next week. Be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for all of our Super Bowl content, fantasylabs.com for all of our DFS content. Uh, and you can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles in the free award winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.